Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. My name is David. I'm one of the pastors here. Uh, for those of you who are new, we are so glad that you're here. Thank you so much for being with us. And today, I, I want to just start off by asking you a question. How many of you wish that you had more peace in your life? Three of you have raised your hands. That's good. Um, that's okay. I didn't ask you to raise your hand. No, I, I, we... I think that probably all of us would say we could use more peace in our life. I, I know that I wanna, I wanna walk in peace more and, and I wanna tell you something, as believers, as followers of Jesus, this is not a, uh, a secondary issue. Paul in the book of Romans says that the kingdom of God is one of joy, peace, and righteousness. In other words, the kingdom... Walking in the kingdom is walking in peace. Walking in the kingdom is walking in peace. This side got it. You guys are going to catch up. I'm just, I'm teasing. Sometimes we can look at peace as something that is um, an optional add-on. It's something that, you know, yeah, people that don't have busy lives, they can, they can walk in peace. Or people that don't have to worry about what I have to worry about, they can walk in peace. But I'm here to tell you, and, and it is my heart's desire that all of us would begin to walk in peace because Jesus paid for it on the cross. Peace is something that all of us need to walk in. It is not optional. You cannot fulfill the kingdom call on your life without peace. And today, we deal with um, this lack of peace in our society uh, more than any other time in history. Studies have been shown that people are more anxious and depressed today than ever before. It has been it has been proven that people that deal with anxiety and depression don't live as long as others that don't. It's an indicator that your life will be shortened if you worry. And so today, I, just, I know that this word is so important for all of us. It's critical that we walk in the peace that Jesus walked in. Listen to this. Uh, Chuck Swindoll says this. This is, a, this is a funny quote. It says, peace is a distant, unattainable dream, a philosophical fantasy, that glorious moment in history when everybody stands around reloading for the next war. We, we live in, in a society that, that looks at peace as something that we all talk about, but none of us believe that we can actually walk in. In the nations are literally at war even as we speak. And, and how did that happen? It wasn't an overnight uh, phenomenon. No, it was something that had been building on the inside and eventually manifested in physical conflict. You see, our personal peace impacts 
our societal peace. The amount of peace that you carry as a kingdom bearer will determine the level of impact that you have on the, peace around, on the people around you. So I have, I have good news today. The good news is that peace is promised to you. Those of you who are following Jesus, those of you who have a relationship with Jesus, peace is promised to you. And we are continuing our series today, the Pray For It series. And Pastor Toledo is actually right now, he's preaching the same exact message in Philadelphia. And we're looking forward to the day when we have the, the technology to be able to hear and watch the same message together uh, with, with the, the equipment that we're going to be putting in Philadelphia and here. And so we're looking forward to that day. But today, um, you get me. So praise the Lord. <laughs> So, hey, second string can still win games, okay? So, we, so this is what we're going to do. We looked at Daniel, okay? We are looking at the life of Daniel, and we are learning how Daniel prayed. And today, what we're going to do is we're going to look at how David prayed. We're going to look at Psalm 122, verse 6 through 9. And I want to read that together. It says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May those who love you prosper. May there be peace inside your walls and safety in your palaces. For the sake of my relatives and friends, I say to Jerusalem, peace be with you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I pray for your prosperity. Jesus, we will pray for peace. We pray right now that even as we read your word and open up our hearts, that you would deposit your supernatural peace. Lord, this is not something that comes from outside circumstances. This is not something that we can work up on our own. This is not something that we can just mentally get in line with. Holy Spirit, you are the, are, are the one that gives us peace. And so Jesus, right now, Prince of Peace, we ask you to rule and to reign in our hearts. We love you and we worship you. And we thank you for what you're gonna do here today. Lord, we pray, oh God, Lord, that anxiety would be broken today. We pray that depression would be broken today. We pray that, that the, the stronghold of holding on to worry and anxiety would be broken today. We pray, oh God, Lord, that any sort of spiritual attachment that we have made to worry and anxiety, thinking that we are being more responsible, we break agreement with that in the name of Jesus today. We ask, O oh God, Lord, that you, by your power, O oh God, would transform our hearts and our minds to conform us to the image of your son, Jesus. We long to be like you. We long to walk with you. And we thank you that you are here with us to set us free and to make us whole. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, this passage, if you could put that text back up, this passage uh, is, is really powerful. And, and 
if you read through it the first time, uh, what you're going to come to the conclusion is uh, that David is praying for Jerusalem and it's a, an exhortation for us to pray for Jerusalem. And you're not wrong by seeing that in this text, but there's, there's more to it. You see, whenever we read the Bible, we want to read what is the author saying, but we also want to take notes on what is being taught here. There are examples in the Bible. There are, there are ways that people show what, um, excuse me, there are, there are things that when we read the text, we learn from those that are writing them. There are examples that are set for us. And today, the example that's set for us is David. David was praying for Jerusalem, but you have to remember that David was the king of Jerusalem. So David was praying for the thing that was his stewardship. He was praying for his friends, for his family, for his immediate context. He was praying for peace. Yes, he, was, he also realized that, that Jerusalem was an eschatological or an end times peace was going to come to Jerusalem. Yes, he understood that. But what David was doing was he was saying, God, I believe that you can bring peace to my life and to the people around me. And today... That's what we want to take our cues from. We want to take our cues from David and believe that God is going to give us peace. That he's going to bring peace to Chicago. That he's going to bring peace to our families. So, peace, as I said earlier, it begins inside and it then manifests on the outside. Many of us, we, we are trying to change things on the outside, but the things on the inside don't change. And eventually what's on the inside comes out. Have you noticed that? Listen to what Colossians 3.15 says. It says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body, you were called to peace. You've been called to peace. And it says here, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. This is an internal authority that Jesus takes over your heart and your mind. So today, I, I want us to believe that this is true. Listen to what Spurgeon says. He says, if you do not come to God, you will receive no peace. If you do not keep near him, you will retain no peace. And if you do not grow nearer and nearer to him, you will miss much of the peace that you might have. Peace, at least from my experience, is not something that you get once and then you're fixed for the rest of your life. Peace is an increasing journey that we begin to walk on as we begin to trust God for new things and new spaces. Peace is something that we have to continually go to the presence of God to ascertain. So, you know, this is what peace is. Let, let's look at the definition here, okay? It is the tranquil state of the soul, assured of its salvation through Christ, and so fearing nothing from God, being content with its earthly lot of whatever sort that is. And that this is really a, a summation of the entire message today, this last sentence. 
The clarity, calm, and confidence that comes from experiencing the presence of Jesus. The clarity, calm, and confidence that comes from experiencing the presence of Jesus. I'm trying. (laughs) So listen, this is the first thing I wanna look at. Peace is the clarity that produces calm. You know, have you ever noticed when... um, I don't know if, if you have kids, there's something, there's this strange thing that happens at nighttime, all hell breaks loose. <laughs> and not just any time in the night, right before bed. Right before bed. And, and kids typically, they, they start crying. All of a sudden, your very emotionally stable child all day is now an emotional wreck, a puddle of tears on the floor, because you don't know why. (laughs) And you start to talk to them. You say, you know what? It's gonna be okay. Life is not over. There's tomorrow, but it's it's all for naught. And so you send your child to bed and, and I don't know if it's the same way for you, but my kids, they won't go to sleep until you come and tuck them in. It's as if they have an off and on switch. And the only way to turn it off is to tuck them in. That's it. So you send them to bed and they are not at peace until they know mom or dad has tucked them in. They will not rest until they know mom and dad are here. You know, We think that we're so sophisticated, but we'd never change. We still need to know dad is there. We still need to know. Peace is the clarity that produces calm. Listen, you need to know God is with me. Listen to to what uh, Philippians says. It says in uh, chapter four, verse six through seven, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. That's a part that I think that we miss oftentimes. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It is the presence of God that brings the peace of God. There's a reason that the Bible says that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Do not be anxious about anything. Turn to your neighbor and say, anything. So how many things are you allowed to be anxious about? Nothing, not one thing. I think that sometimes we give ourselves so much permission. We're like, oh, but this is understandable. And then if someone says, hey, calm down. You're like, well, you don't understand. You're so insensitive. But the Bible says, do not be anxious about 
Nothing. You talk about a new standard that Jesus sets. He says, well, if your life is in danger, nope. If, if you don't have any finances and your bills are due, nope. Your child is run away from home, nope. Your spouse has been unfaithful to you, nope. Do not be anxious about anything. Anything. But, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. We exchange anxiety for peace. And the currency is prayer. We exchange anxiety for peace, and the currency is prayer. Now, Pastor Tim, can you, can you come up and help me with something here? Okay, I, I don't know about you, but I like to see things. This is, uh, this is well, we're gonna say that this is, this is stress. This is your anxiety, this is what you're worried about. Pastor Tim, can you grab my Bible? This is anxiety. This is your stress. And this is kind of what it looks like, doesn't it? Don't you feel like, you know, you're not really sure what shape it is. Not really sure how to define it. It's just, it's just swimming. You know, stress and anxiety, it's, it's cyclical. Have you noticed that? It's not like, okay, well, once I worry about this, I'll be fine. You worry about it and then all of a sudden it didn't get any better. I don't know what happened. I just worried about it and it didn't get any better. Worry is cyclical. It's indefinable. It's, it's, a, mess. it's a mess. And so this is what the Bible says. It says, okay, exchange your anxiety for peace. But now when you exchange something, what do you have to do? You gotta give it away, right? If, if you exchange something. So, you know, let's just say, Pastor Tim, this is, this is my prayer time, okay? So Pastor Tim is an example of God. We're all supposed to be image bearers, so we, we can see that Pastor Tim is going to, to, to play God right now, okay? So we, this is anxiety and stress, okay? So this is what prayer is supposed to look like. I bring my anxiety and stress and I give it to God, and then he gives me peace. This is peace, right? But now what did I have to let go of? I had to let go of that, whatever it is. I had to take the promises of God. I had to take the word of God. But here's oftentimes what happens. Oftentimes we say, Lord, you're so good. I trust you so much. I like your peace. God, God, you know, you know, Lord. This is such a big problem, God. This is so serious. 
Other people don't deal with things this big. God, I need your, I need no, the peace. I need the peace. But it doesn't work like that. You can't hold peace and promises at the same time. Or excuse me, you can't hold anxiety and promises at the same time. You can't say, well, uh, I'm going to take care of this. And I'm going to get your peace. No, we, 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 we try to do this. And here's what happens sometimes too. We say, okay, Lord, thank you. And then we pray in the morning. And then we say, okay, thank you, Lord. Thank you. And then we take it back. Say, I'm going to go. I'll see you tomorrow morning. Right? This is oftentimes what happens. But watch this. If I, if I do it the right way, so I hand it to the Lord, I take his promises, then what happens? Then I get attacked. Have you noticed just because you're holding the promises of God doesn't mean you're not going to get attacked. So you get attacked and then that anxiety starts to, you start to feel your, your, your heart pump a little faster. You start to get a little anxious and then, and then all of a sudden you go, oh God. And then you say, okay, he's got it. He's got it. Can we give it up for Pastor Tim? Don't worry, Pastor Tim. <laughs> it's okay. When we're aware that God is with us, we don't have to worry about what's happening. What are you worried about today? You know, this isn't the close, so don't, don't get too excited, but I wanna pray right now, okay? So we're gonna practice this. Close your eyes. I want you to take whatever it is. I want you to take whatever anxiety you have right now. Maybe your finances, maybe there's somebody at work, maybe there's a, a conversation that you're dreading. You're worried about a family member. You're worried about your marriage. I want you to just hold your hands out. I want you to just imagine that you're holding that thing right now. We're just gonna pray. This is, we're just gonna practice this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I want you to just hand that anxiety over to Lord and I want you to just give it to him. And talk to him, just say, Jesus, I give it to you. I, I, I release this to you. I release control. I give you my anxiety. Now I want you to thank him for something that he's done already. Thank him for the last time that he released you of pressure. Thank you for the last time that he broke through for you. Thank you for the last time that he provided for you and you didn't know where it was gonna come from. You've been faithful in the past, God. We know that you're gonna be faithful in the future. 
Now receive his peace. Say, I receive your peace, God. Amen. Amen. Come on, do you feel better already? Hallelujah. I want to show you, I want to show you a picture. Maybe you've, maybe you've seen this picture before. Um, I'm a little stressed out just looking at that picture. When this was one of the most uh, uh, viewed pictures uh, on the internet when it was taken. And um, it's, it's, quite a, it's quite a picture. It's pr- pretty impressive. And this is, this is taken, um, I believe, in France, I believe. Right, Pastor Jake? Yes, it's in France. And um, this, this gentleman here, is, is, uh, he, he maintains the lighthouse. And I, I actually watched an interview online, and the, the guy that's, that's standing there, he didn't know that that wave was coming. Yeah, talk about bad timing, right? I mean, uh, when you look at that wave, I'm, I'm nervous for him because it, that wave could easily wash him out over uh, into the ocean. And those, that, that, that could have been a death sentence for him right there. And he had no idea. And, and it said, uh, as I watched the interview, he said, as the water began to come around, the minute that he saw it, he ran back inside. <laughs> He ran back inside before the, the water surrounded him. And you know, I, I think about that and I think about us because you know, even after we hand over our anxieties to the Lord, oftentimes we are attacked by the same attack that the enemy got us into the trouble in the first place. Or maybe he's gotten creative and he's brought some new attack that is going to cause you to be anxious or to be afraid. But listen to what this passage says. This is in Proverbs chapter 18. It says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous man runs into it and is safe. Put that picture back up. So as you, as you are being attacked with temptation, with anxiety, with fear, The prayer is, Jesus, I'm inside of you. Jesus, those who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved, the Bible says. When you are attacked, do not forget, God is with you. When anxiety comes, God is with you. When you're stressed out and worried, God is with you. Our response is prayer. The name of the Lord is like a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. Listen, I'll tell you something. This, has been, this verse has been like a life verse to me because when I'm tempted, when, I, when I'm afraid, when, when there's a struggle that I'm facing, the, the thing that I like to do is I like to close my eyes and I like to imagine myself running inside to a fortress that cannot be broken into. And I run into that and I recognize this is not just an image. I am literally in the presence of God right now. I am literally, when I call upon the name of the Lord, I am with him. The presence of God is with me. When we're aware of the presence of God, 
the enemy is exposed. If you're aware of the presence of God, the enemy is not so intimidating. When the presence of God is with you, when the presence of God is near you, then you're able to experience a level of peace that you don't have on your own. But when the Prince of Peace, when you're inside of him, when you are surrounded by him, when you're aware of his presence in your life, then you're able to say, I'm okay. I'm calm. You know, there's, there's many of us here today, I, I, um, I know that oftentimes when, when I talk with people, there's this, there's this thing that happens um, where I talk to them and as they're talking about their problems, their problems are so big. They're so big. And I'm the same way. Because a problem, whatever you're looking at is big. Whatever is close to your face is big. But when you put things in their proper perspective, then everything begins to take its rightful place. As I begin to talk to people and I begin to talk to them about their issues and their struggles, the reality is is that all of our issues and all of our struggles are not the biggest thing in the room. Jesus is the biggest thing in the room. Jesus is the one that can help us and can speak to us. Sometimes we're not praying, we're just worrying out loud. Have you ever gone to prayer and then you've, you've realized that you're like more stressed out than you were before? That's not good prayer. Don't, don't beat yourself up. I've been there before. In fact, I, I don't know about you, but for me, sometimes I'm praying and then five minutes later, I realize I stopped praying and I'm just like rehearsing like a fake conversation in my mind. Anybody ever been there before? No, okay, all right, that's cool, that's cool. Thought I was gonna get some encouragement, but... You can kind of like rehearse these fake scenarios in your mind because you're running it over and over and over in your brain and you don't, and then, and then you realize, like, wait a second, I'm supposed to be praying. Sorry, Lord, uh, can you take it? And we get to this place where it just becomes so unclear to us. But you know, as we recognize that the name of the Lord is like a strong tower and the righteous run into him and they are safe. We don't have to worry about all the things that are going on around us. We could just present our requests to God and let the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard our hearts, guard our hearts and our minds. So here's the thing. Peace is the clarity that produces confidence. As I begin to experience calm and I start walking in a calm manner and in a calm way, what happens is that confidence is the next thing that follows. Have you ever, have you ever talked to somebody that was just always calm? I love talking to people like that. Sometimes you talk to people and usually it's older people because they're wiser most of the time. 
and you talk to older people that have, that have walked with God and you talk to them and they're just able to just be at peace with you. They're able to just be at peace. There's something so powerful about that and typically they're pretty confident. I, I love being around people like that. You know, this is what peace is. Peace is the confidence that says God is gonna work this thing out. When I know the end of a matter, I don't have to understand all of the steps to get there. If I know that I'm headed north, I don't have to understand all of the terrain I'm going to trek before I get to my destination. I just need to know I'm going north. When I'm following after God, I don't need to know all of the details. Listen, if your theology says that you need to know all the details before you can be at peace, you don't have a theology of peace, you have a theology of, of control. And you can't have peace and control at the same time. You have to release control in order to be able to have peace and confidence. And I'm not confident if I'm in control. Do you know why? I mess, I mess a lot of stuff up. And even as, even though we, we all know that we're broken and fallen, sometimes we want to grasp onto control because we think that that's going to produce a better outcome at the end. But we really have to release control in order to be able to experience the peace and confidence that God brings. If I could have someone come to the keys. Listen to what Romans 8.28 says. And we know, we know. Tell your, tell your neighbor, I know. What do you know? We know that for those who love God, all things. Can you say that with me? All things. All things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purposes. All things work together for good. My brothers and sisters, if it's not good yet, someone said this before, if it's not good, then it's not done. If the situation that you're in is not good, then it's not done. Because the Bible says that he takes all things, even the broken things, even the broken marriage, even the words that you said that you shouldn't have said, even the time that you cheated in your finances, even the time that you yelled at your kids. God takes all things, all th somebody say all things. God takes all things and works them together for good. How? I don't know. If I knew, then I might try to do it on my own. I don't know how God can take such a messed up and jacked up life and make it good. But he said that he would. 
I don't know how God's gonna take the brokenness of where you're coming from and the brokenness of where I'm coming from and the brokenness of the person next to you. And he's gonna say, you know what? That's the team that I want to reach Chicago. I don't know, but that's the way that God planned it. That's the way that God made it. Where sin increased, grace increased all the more. We can't keep up with the grace of God. It's too fast for us. But when we walk with a confidence, you know what? God is for me. God says everything is gonna work together for good. Everything is gonna work together for good. So you know what? I don't have to know all the details in between because I know the end. I don't have to understand all the ways that we're gonna get there because I know the end. And listen, I wanna tell you today that wherever you're at right now, if it's not good, it's not done. But you can be at peace in the middle. Life, the faith walk, I don't understand all of this, but the faith walk is meant to be lived in the peace of the finished work in the middle. Faith says, I'm gonna walk with the peace like it's already done in the middle of the process. I'm gonna, I'm gonna experience that peace in the middle of my mess as if this thing is already finished because I have news for you. This is good. It is finished. It is finished. When Jesus hung on the cross, he made a declaration and he says, it is finished. He wasn't just talking about his life. He wasn't just talking about his season. He was talking about sin, death, and the curse. It is finished. When Jesus rose from the dead, he conquered sin and death. And he, when he rose from the dead, it was a guarantee and a promise that you and I can live in the fullness of life that comes with the resurrection. Maybe you're here today and you're saying, you know what, I don't know that kind of peace. I, I have not experienced that kind of peace. I wanna, I wanna ask you a question. Maybe you need to ask yourself why. Is there sin in your life? Is there something in your life that is hindering you from being able to experience peace? You know, you will not be able to have peace with a boyfriend or girlfriend when you're living with them. You could stop praying that prayer. You will not be able to have financial peace while you're cheating on your taxes. 
You will not be able to experience relational peace when you're gossiping. The reality is, is that you can't hold on to all of your stuff and your junk and take peace too. There's gotta be an exchange. Maybe you're here today and you know that there's just sin in your life. In fact, if there's an area of your life that you've been praying for peace over and over again, maybe there's something in your life that the Holy Spirit is saying, hey, you gotta get rid of this. Once you get rid of that, my peace is yours. But you can't hold my peace in that at the same time. Today, can we allow the Holy Spirit to do surgery on us? Can we be exposed before God today and just say, God, you do whatever you want. Maybe you're here today and you've never put your faith in Jesus. You can't have peace from God unless you have peace with God. Romans 5.1 says this, now that we have been put right with God through faith, excuse me, through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You see what that means is that you can't have peace with God. The Bible says that we were children of judgment. We were children of wrath. Why? Because we lived in sin until we were forgiven by God. Until by faith, we entered into a relationship with God through Jesus. There is no way to the Father except through the Son. We enter into a relationship with the Father through the Son, through the sacrifice that was made on the cross. And because he rose from the dead, we have the power to live in peace with God.